Hi, you're listening to The Grit Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Werdeman. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm so glad you found your way here. And if you're coming back to listen to another episode, welcome back. I'm so grateful to have you here. And whether or not it's your first time here or not, I'd like to invite you to hit that subscribe button on the app that you're listening on. This is going to automatically send the latest episode of the podcast to your library so you won't have to go searching around for it. Second, if you like what you hear, please give the show a five-star rating. And if you think that someone else might benefit from listening, please do share the podcast. This will increase the visibility of the show so that it'll reach anyone who might find it helpful. Third, I love, love, love feedback, and I really want to hear from you. So whether it's a tip or a suggestion, a question, or even just a hey, hello, if you go to anchor.fm backward slash Mary dash Werdeman, there's a message button in the lower right-hand side. Just click on that. And also at the bottom right-hand corner of the page, you'll see some social media icons for Facebook and Instagram. So you can reach out to me that way too. And as always, email is awesome too. So you can reach me at marywordeman at comcast.net. That's my name, M-A-R-Y-W-U-E-R-D-E-M-A-N at comcast.net. So thank you so much for helping me out with all of that housekeeping. I really appreciate it. And now on with the show. Hey again, consider this. I would rather be ashes than dust. I would rather that my spark burn out in a brilliant blaze than it be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor, every atom of me in magnificent glow than a sleepy and permanent planet. The function of man is to live, not to merely exist. I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. Jack London. Well, I'll tell you, the first time that I read that, I just kind of had to sit back and take a deep breath and read it all over again and read it again and again. I just, I just love that sentiment. And it's really, it's really important to me. I think it really captures, um, it captures what I want, you know, what I want to experience in life. Um, but it, you know, it wasn't always that way. Um, and it also makes me think of the line from Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi's song, My Life, I think it's called, you know, the, I just want to, I just want to live while I'm alive. You know, I've been saying that, 
I had been saying that for years um, because as you may know, I'm also a nutrition and wellness coach and have been on a wellness journey for a long time now. Um, but years ago when I was kind of just starting out and as I have um, matured in life, I am very much about, you know, living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Um, and there was times, there were times when people would say, you know, why are you so gung-ho on, on all of this? Or, you know, loosen up, lighten up, you know, what's with all the kale chips, the kombucha, um, and a number of things. Um, but the reason for that, the reason for that is because I know that I'm, I'm going to get older. Um, I know that um, that eventually I'm, I'm going to die, but I don't know when that is. And I don't, I don't know when that will be. And I, I don't want to spend my days, I guess, accumulating dust, right? I just want to live while I'm alive. I've always just wanted to live while I'm alive. Um, to be well enough to enjoy my life so that I could do the things and that make me happy, move well enough to do the things that make me happy. So that's where I've, I've come from that space for many years. But when Brian's illness came along and his journey and ultimately his death, um, you know, it broke me open to the point where I wasn't at all sure um, whether or not I wanted to live. The pain was just too much. Um, and boy, did I have stories that I was telling myself. So in the last podcast, I talked about our belief and our stories and getting stuck there. Um, all the things that we say to ourselves and the ruminating um, and the rehashing, things that keep us stuck there, right? So what if we're able to take a step back from our stories for even you know just a moment? Those stories of grief and loss and lack. What if we could step back long enough to consider that we're not those stories? What if we could what if we could believe that we're spiritual beings having a human experience and not humans having a fleeting spiritual experience? You know, life presents us with lots and lots of opportunities to awaken to our spiritual nature. Most of the time, those opportunities appear when life has gotten really, really hard or when we've been brought to our knees. These are the times when we're most likely to go inward. These are the times when we're most likely to explore things at a level that we've never gone to before. It's the pain that we feel that drives us there. And, you know, if it wasn't for the pain, we would most likely continue on the path in front of us. We wouldn't, we wouldn't veer off that path. We wouldn't attempt to change course. Why would we? But when something happens, like the death of someone we love so much and hold so dear, 
it cracks open our shell and lets excruciating pain come flooding into our being. It's this pain, it's this pain that knocks us off our current path and it leaves us desperate for something to relieve the pain. But isn't it interesting to realize, for me anyway, that in my attempt to find something, to find anything to make that pain go away, you know, I've ended up in a different place than I was before it was cracked open. For me now, the place that I'm at is a deeply profound and often a very contented place. I know it's a place where there's love and there's joy. There's definitely wisdom. So with that in mind, I'd like to suggest that it was my pain. It's pain that can be an invitation. It's the invitation to examine and break free of limited thinking. And it can open us up to new thoughts and ideas and realities. Pain is the invitation to question our choices and our behaviors and our beliefs about life. Pain is the invitation that causes us to look for answers in places we've never dreamed of looking before. And after walking this path for a while now, I'm pretty sure that pain is the doorway to wisdom and truth. I believe that the purpose of pain is to wake us up to our spiritual essence, and it draws us closer to God, the divine, our light, if we're willing to let it. It leads us to places that we'd never go on our own. And I wonder, I have to wonder, what if pain is the soul's invitation to open our mind and our hearts to a reality that can bring us more joy and contentment than we ever thought possible? And what if pain is a wake-up call? What if pain is the path that we take where we can discover how to really live and, and who we really are? So how can pain do this for us? And how can we let it bring us joy and contentment? Believe it or not, I really think there is a process and I wanna tell you about it. I think that being open to the possibility is really the first step, as well as being willing to give our emotions our full attention and let our pain or our grief take us wherever it needs to take us. You know, by being willing to accept the invitation, accepting the invitation to acknowledge the pain, to embrace the pain, to honor the pain, and then trying to learn whatever it may be that our, our pain is trying to teach us. I think that being willing to even have the experience and to be willing enough to detach from our stories, even if it's just for a short time, um, that's where we begin. That's where we begin. But I have to say that to accept this kind of an invitation isn't often easy. We need to be willing 
we need to be willing to take this journey, um, you know, uh, maybe not, not because we ever wanted to go on this journey, but because it's what's in front of us. There's pain. And we, in order to go, to have the pain go away, um, we need to go through the pain. We can't push the pain aside and pretend that the pain doesn't exist. Uh, we have to acknowledge the pain. Um, we need to surrender to whatever has happened. We have to be willing to acknowledge that we don't know everything and that we can't do it, do this by ourselves. We need help. We need help from God, from the divine, from other people. It's all connected. And if we can be willing, if we can be willing to not have it all figured out, willing to not understand, willing to not have life go as we had expected it to go, a shift can happen. A life-changing shift can happen. If we can entertain the idea that we may not know everything, we can open up to new ideas and let go of some of those limiting beliefs. Maybe even the exact limiting beliefs that are keeping us stuck in those stories and prolonging our pain. You know the stories. My stories were things like this shouldn't have happened. Um, he should still be here. I should have saved him. Um, I'm all alone. No one really understands this. I'll never heal. And our lives are ruined. These are stories that I would tell myself routinely because I was in so much pain. But we need to surrender to what we don't know and what we can't control. Remember, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. How could we possibly know everything there is to know? Of course, this takes faith and it takes trust. And faith is believing that there's something more, right? Faith in the divine, faith in a higher power, faith in the light within ourselves, whatever you want to call your higher power. Having faith that we're bigger than part of the bigger whole lets us remember that we're not alone and connecting with God can help us make a shift when we're willing to not have it all figured out and we're willing to open up we can have a shift and when we open that space where we can receive help it's because we're opening up to the idea that that we don't have it all figured out that we don't know everything, that we can't know everything. It's surrender. And surrender in and of itself is an act of faith. It's like saying that even though I'm scared and even though I don't know how to do this and I don't know where it's leading, that I trust that somehow everything will turn out okay that everything will turn out in my highest and best interest somehow. 
and that life again, that life is somehow happening for me and not to me. So we accept the invitation and we give our feelings, our pain, our grief. We give it our full attention and we follow it and we let it take us into the wilderness and we look for the lessons that it has to teach us. Then the next step is to identify what we need. To identify what we need and ask for it by setting an intention. If it's healing we need, we consciously and confidently state that as our intention. For example, you might say, my intention is to heal. If we need relief from emotional pain, we identify and ask for what we want to feel in its place. If it's peace of mind, in place of anxiety, we set an intention to bring peace into our lives. At some point, the hope is that our intention becomes our desire to open to life again, to live like a meteor, all aglow, every atom. And if our intention is to feel content, that's what we set an intention for. Our intention is to be happy again. We set an intention to be happy. We consciously and clearly determine what we're thinking, and then we state it. We ask for it. And then in the next step, we visualize it. We have to think about what it is that we desire, and again, if it's healing, we, we spend time thinking about what the experience of healing looks like, what it feels like. And we visualize ourselves feeling peaceful and content. Maybe we picture ourselves able to engage in life again. Maybe we see ourselves smiling and enjoying the company of others again. Whatever healing looks like for you, visualize it. Feel into it. Generate the feelings of how it feels right now in the here and now. Really feel into it. And then once you have that vision, you can begin to move towards it. Begin to move towards what it is that you're wanting to bring into your life. You can think of one small thing that you could do today even that feels healing and then do that. If it's some sort of self-care like a massage or a pedicure, um, do that. If it's praying or meditating by candlelight, do it. And then what would you say to yourself to raise your awareness and your consciousness around your intention? What kind of words can you say to yourself that would make you feel safe and loved? What kind of self-compassion can you give yourself? Thinking of all those things, what reminders or structures do you need to put into place that can reinforce your intention? What would you do on a daily basis? Who would you surround yourself with? These are things to consider. You don't have to choose all of them. Just think into it and feel into it and choose something, one thing. And then finally, you affirm whatever it is that you're seeking or asking for. You affirm it by acting as if it's happening. 
you have to be at first. In other words, consider this, this example. Consider the example of being the thing called happy. If I want to be the thing called happy, I have to be it first. I have to consider what that looks like, what it feels like. And then I start taking actions consistent, consistent with who I want to be. And then I have that thing that I desire. When you start doing from the place of being, you have the thing, you become the thing. So it's be, do, and have. And again, realizing that this is not an ego thing, that, that you don't do it alone. You know, I've said it before, and, and I'll say it again, and so have so many other people, but we weren't meant to do life alone. We weren't meant to do grief and pain alone. Healing doesn't happen by yourself, and it doesn't come from a place of arrogance. You are a co-creator with the divine in community with others. And when you accept the invitation to follow the pain and then seek what you need from a place of love with a humble attitude, with willingness and openness, intention, visualization, feeling, and then ultimately being that which you are seeking, you become. You grow closer to your soul, your spiritual essence, and who you came here to be. And you find contentment and joy. Wow. So let's recap. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are not our feelings or our stories. Pain is the invitation that wakes us up to our spiritual nature. Pain is a teacher. Honestly, pain can become our personal assistant and show us what needs our attention. Follow the pain. Pain is the doorway to wisdom and truth. And if we're willing, pain can draw us closer to the divine and it can transform our lives and ultimately help us find peace, contentment, and joy. Again, so how did we get from there to here? How do we go from the pain into feeling alive and happy? We start by being open and willing, open and willing to sit with the pain, to identify the pain, to let our pain and our grief take us where it needs to go, right? We're going to go through. We're not going to go over, under, or around. We're going through. And then we ask. We set a clear intention for what we want to experience in place of the pain. The next is the vision, right? What does it look like in detail? Really visualize it. And then we feel into the vision in real time, in the here and in the now. And then we take action. We take small steps every day, just whatever we can do. We do our best, you know, and on any given day, 
on any given day, our best looks different. But we do our best and then we show ourselves self-compassion, self-love. We tell ourselves nice things like we would a dear friend, right? We tell ourselves things that will make us feel safe and things that will make us feel loved. And finally, we do, we do what I like to call affirmation by being the thing. Be, do, and have. So that seems like a lot, right? But when you've been cracked wide open, when, you, when your shell has been uh, obliterated, there's pain. And we have to um, acknowledge that if we want to heal, you know, if we want to, if we want to get to a place where we want to live again and not just live, right? Remember, I would rather be ashes than dust. I would rather that my spark burn out in a brilliant blaze than it be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor, every atom of my being in magnificent glow than a sleepy and permanent planet. The function of man is to live, not just to exist. I shall not waste my days trying to prolong them I shall use my time. I just want to live while I'm alive. And that's my hope for you, my friends, is that by, by being willing to embrace and honor your pain, that it brings you to a place of hope. It brings you to a place of life, brings you to a place where you can live on purpose, living on purpose. I like to call it lopping. So, you know, can you get to a place of lopping? I just like the way that sounds. It sounds free and easy and happy. So... With that, I'm going to leave you, my friends, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, please share it with somebody. And until I see you next time, may the long time sun shine upon you always. May all love surround you always. And may the pure light within you guide your way on. God bless you and take good care. Till next time.